Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with John Paul McDonald, who is an accountant, he's a past guest of the show, he's a friend. Here we talk about election issues, specifically we get into the different housing platforms. Depending on when you're listening to this, the election may have already passed. We recorded this a few days prior to the election, so we just kind of go through some of the real estate platforms that different parties are discussing and kind of break them down. We're actually going to do another episode after the election, so that we can go through the winning party's real estate platform and break it all down and we'll share our thoughts. Rightly or wrongly, we will share our thoughts. But on this episode, we also get into some tax stuff. We specifically talk at the beginning about some tax things that I was not aware of. And we go all around the map on all sorts of different subjects. We love these types of discussions. We hope you do as well. JP works with um, real estate investors specifically. He also works with small business owners. He does personal tax returns. He hands out his contact information at the end if you'd like to reach out to him, listen to that. And if you are listening to this and you've heard of our membership, the Rockstar Inner Circle membership, and you're wondering what the heck that is, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. We list out all the benefits there. Or if you have a friend who you think should check out the Rockstar Inner Circle membership, that's where to send them. rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's the place to go to get all the information about this membership that we have now been running since the year 2007. It feels like forever, but it hasn't been forever, but it's been a long time. So that's the URL, rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with J.P. McDonald, John Paul, sorry, professional name, John Paul McDonald, Nicholas Alexander Carazza, my brother's going to join us in a second. Um, What I want to start with is I'm going to buy, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to get a Tesla (laughs) next week. And then, you know, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I had someone say, uh, you're going to get a Tesla. So you're like into the environment and stuff. And I, I'm just, I, I guess this is just the selfishness. I just keep thinking about the HOV lane. I really just want the green plates yep. so that I can drive on the HOV lane. I had a BMW X5 with the green plates. And I guess that's bad to admit, but uh, that's definitely why I'm buying. <laughs> and, and I think uh, I'm a little bored. So I'm, I'm getting the Tesla. Okay. But when I got the, the BMW X5, the, I think it was the liberal provincial government had a credit where I actually didn't even know about it. And right. I got 70, I think it was $7,500 back right. from the provincial government yep. for leasing the car, which oh, is God. completely ridiculous. Yeah, Imagine nice. that. The government's giving me $7,500 back for a lease. I didn't even buy the car. Right. I think it was that much anyway. Um, and anything in the tax world going on that I should know about with these cars right now or no? Yeah, with the Teslas. They, I know I'm catching well, you off guard a little bit. Here. Uh, yeah, a little bit. This is, uh, it's new and it's um, confusing. So there's accelerated CCA rates. We've gone over CCA. Um, you, you can actually claim 100% in, in year one. So you can write the car off in year one. And that's because it's a, te- a green vehicle? No. Well, it, the government's come out and, and given after, I think it was like April 16th or April 21st, they've given advanced acceleration CCA to a lot of different classes of assets, not houses, but <clears throat> uh, computer equipment. This is shit that we didn't even know. And we're an accounting firm and we're sitting there doing taxes and we're like, hey guys, why is the CCA rate out? Why is the CCA rate out on like, purchases of new computer normally that's 50 percent year one year two but everything's going in at 100 percent depending on the date that they bought it so tesla vehicles are, are one of them if you bought it after a certain date you get an advanced accelerated rate which is 100 percent write-off so that's on 30 percent that that's brand new that came out that's an initiative the government put must have put out because they wanted to spur have, consumption exactly without fucking telling anyone sorry for swearing no it's good holy shit it's crazy really. <laughs> yeah i didn't know about it no one in my office so sorry what this. do you mean up to 30 percent? so up to 30 percent of the cost of the vehicle can be written off well yeah for, for for teslas you get um uh you're you're in a certain class of asset so it's um 30 000 you're allowed to write off i think 
electric vehicles might even be more. It might be 50,000 that you're allowed to write off. Yeah, I'd have to look into it, but it, it, it's crazy. But then there's a credit that if you apply for the credit when you're buying the vehicle, it's something like five grand. Like you said, you got 7,500. If you take that credit, apparently you're not allowed the accelerator to write off. So it, it's it, it's confusing, very convoluted. Like everything to do with taxes. I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, there was that. And also yeah. just the reason I'm hesitating even saying the Tesla, I just have to, it's just like a, a little political thing with me and maybe Bitcoin is that Elon Musk was like jumped onto the Bitcoin bandwagon. And then he basically said, oh, well, it uses way too much energy. And I'm, you know, I can't get into this whole Bitcoin world. And just part of me is like, at that time, I'd already reserved the Tesla. I reserved the Tesla before he jumped on the Bitcoin bandwagon. I've been waiting for this thing forever. And uh, I didn't actually care. But then when he pulled out of it, I thought, you know, I had that moment where I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. You don't understand this Bitcoin stuff? Yeah. Fuck you and your cards. Keep taking it back. But then I realized there's so much demand for these cars. I don't think that has any impact on the guy. And I'm like, I'll just keep the the, the car. I drive a truck. I saw his I saw his uh, his truck that he's making, and you know, it, I I I will not buy it. It's I don't think there. I know anywhere. a few people who like. I think it was two hundred fifty dollars to get the put your name on the waiting list or something like that for that truck. I know okay. a few people with multiple waiting list orders for that truck. So oh, we'll really? see if we see. But that's going to be like a couple years out. Yeah. Okay. So by the time this goes out, the election in Canada will likely be over. Um, I assume when everyone's listening to this, we have a, a you know a prime minister in place. Hopefully. <laughs> um, what uh, the housing plans from what you see now? What. Uh, what are you th- your thoughts on the, on some of these housing initiatives from the different political parties here in, in Canada? I, I think um, I think they're a joke to begin with. Um, you know, liberals are coming out. They, they're they're cool. They've all hit what what needs to be done, and and that's supply, which you know I have talked about. You know, we invest in real estate because interest, supply, and demand. We know demand is there. Interest isn't going anywhere, so it's supply. That's what they're trying to hit, and coming out and saying they're going to build a million to 1.4 million to 500,000 homes in the next, uh, you know, three to four years is to me a slap in the face to all of us who have gone out and bought homes. They're trying to put us in the red on those homes. They're not trying to, but because you you think the more supply is then going to decrease the value of the existing homes for for a very short until they're time. absorbed in the market. Exactly. Okay. You know, and that that technically should be what happens in in an economic model, and that's why they're doing it. Now I go back and I just look at kind of you know in in high school someone was running for the president and he said I'm going to make the cafeteria free, free food for everyone. This is the same thing. <laughs> Unless Canadian politics has been reduced to high school student president promises, hey everybody, free hot dogs at the calf, <laughs> free pizza, the, free fries with gravy at the calf. Vote for me. But if you think about it, I, you know, you talk to everyone and you're like, did you vote? No. Do you vote? No. So many people I know don't vote, and why? Because they all say the same shit, and they all lie, and they don't do what they say they're going to do. So this is another thing where that is because Trudeau's not going out and building a house. He's going to create... And the numbers, what are the... <clears throat> hold on, I have the liberal one up. What, what is the liberal promise? The liberal promise, let's get a... A million. The, the oh, liberal, 1.4. 1.4 million homes in four years. Yeah, and they're going to retrofit and they're going to do some stuff. Okay, but just for context, like unless I'm way off, the stat that comes to mind for me is that we put out about 36,000 housing units in the GTA a year. 36,000. That's our full effort. And they're going to put in 1.4 million in four years. So we're talking about 300,000, no more, 350,000 homes. Now this goes across Canada. Sure. Right. Okay. But 25% of all of Canada is in the GTA. Okay. Well, there's only two markets they're trying to slow down, which is Ontario and, and, you know, Vancouver. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what are they going to do? They're going to go and they're going to give billions of dollars away okay so they're trying to cool down the market by giving billions of dollars to who to developers to go out and build developers anybody in construction right now can you get someone to come to your house to do something no yeah yeah. the construction industry is swamp so tapped out so how the hell are they going to go out and build another million 1.4 million dollar 
or Nick, we're just we were just saying how they're you know the liberal promise of 1.4 million mm-hmm. homes in four years, and currently I think we're putting out in the Greater Toronto area, and I know that's a Canada number. So JP, thanks for calling that out. The, the GTA number is 36,000 or so, 40,000, whatever that range is. Oh, that's a, a joke. Right yeah, yeah. The, the whole promise, but I mean the the, the conservative. So they're going to tenfold. They're going to tenfold it in this. No, it wouldn't be because we're 25 percent. So if it's how many is that? Let me let's do the math here. 1.4 million is how many a year? It's nice of you to do the math. I would just say this is bullshit. BS and like so move it's on. Yeah, yeah. It's 350,000 houses a year in the country of Canada. And of that, if, if we're 25% of the country, 87,500 yeah. in the GTA yeah. in this area, we're currently doing 40. So they're going to somehow immediately, basically yeah. immediately, oh, yeah. with no supply yeah. chain changes, no labor increases, they're going to more than double yeah. our housing yeah. output go over talk the next to, four years. And go talk to, to your point, you were talking about a contractor locally coming in, but go talk to any developer and say, hey, how quickly can you get a project approved to increase, to double what you're doing right now? They're, they would laugh at you. It's like, a, it's, it's just getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, and I guess like, but but it's no different than the, any other, so many of the other promises they make too. It, 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 you just no, missed it. We were going to no run on fries it. with gravy. Is going to yeah. win. We're talking about yeah. how a high school high school uh, president would promise free fries and gravy at the calf, and that's how they get elected. Right? Yeah, that would. But work. liberals, you guys, I like the Rice Krispie Squares. Probably sue the liberals here. They, they're they're going we after have to a, sue somebody. The, they're going after a rent to own model. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I that. to laugh. Dude, that's we, so old school. We've been there, done that. Been there, done that. That's right? how slow the government is. We figured that out. We barely do that anymore. Yeah. That's, that's in the past. When we started doing that. We had other real estate companies calling us saying it was fraud, like yeah, fraud, yeah. like you, it was illegal. You couldn't do that in Canada. Yeah. Now the federal now the government's government, trying to yeah. do it. Which makes me think, holy shit, maybe it maybe isn't it was, good if yeah. the federal government's <laughs> yeah. doing it. Then you, you immediately get back doubt into it. <laughs> you immediately doubt everything. But uh, yeah. So one, one of the other really cool things was uh, that people should know if the conservatives do get voted in was um, over, over the years, we've always heard about replacement rules, replacement property. So uh, when I, when I own my own bu- my last building, uh, when I sold it, I moved into my new building and I didn't have to pay tax. You're talking about your business though. My business. Yeah. Yes. So this is replacement rules where any gain that I have, I can, I can reduce the price of my, my uh, new purchase uh, for tax purposes. Replacement rules strictly prohibited for real estate. Got it. I didn't know. Uh, rental I, don't think I, I don't think I knew that. We like to rent and pay other people's yeah, we, bills for our yeah. businesses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we rented for 10 years. But, but for rental real estate, this is uh, always been prohibited. The conservatives are looking at changing that. So if you own a rental and you sell it, any gain that you have, you can apply that gain to the purchase of a new rental. Yeah, that's like the, the U.S. The people have been asking that forever. They came close the last time when Harper was in. To, it, so in the U.S. it's called the 1031 exchange. Okay. And Harper came very close to doing that because they had run on that in the past and promised something like that. And uh, they never ended up doing it. Right. right? But, um, but yeah, yeah. I don't think that that type of stuff. I don't know, man. If it, 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 it seems like a hard sell right now in today's world, that if anyone's gonna be able to get that passed. I mean, obviously, if if a party promises that and they get in with a majority, then they, they they're able to pass that stuff. But without a majority right now, I don't think any any major changes like that are gonna kind of fly. So through. this will be going out just as the election's over. Just, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but all the parties are promising these kinds of things. So we talked about the liberal plan there, but I think the conservative plan is a million property. There are a million even yep. over four years, I believe. NDP is something like over, over next 10 years. The NDP is over the next 10 years, they're going to spend $14 billion on 500,000 homes. Affordable next, housing Affordable units. housing units. Yeah, we'll see how affordable it is. How do you put 14, you're going to put 14 billion new dollars that you do not have saved up into the economy and somehow you're going to make prices stay the same. Well, we know have, where that's coming from. Have you done the math? math uh, someone in the office did, I think it was no one in the office did it. She, she said how, she did the math on, I forget which plan it was, about how much per unit that they were attributing to it. Yeah, and well, it, what it, is it was, 14 it was billion? Comical. I don't know if it was, if it was the NDP number. But uh, I think it was the liberal conservative number, and it was like eighty thousand, you know, dollars a unit. Yeah. And I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, what kind of unit? You know, I I, I don't know because I haven't been in, in, involved in the cost for actual, co- like uh, apartment building construction for large apartment buildings. But in my head, I'm like, eighty thousand a unit doesn't seem like it's going to get you get you very much in today's no. world with prices the way headed the way they are. And I mean raw material prices and labor prices, right? Yeah. If I'm doing the math right, that's twenty eight thousand a unit. No, on the on the NDP plan. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess if if they get the, if they do start building those tiny homes or like the the container homes for the shipping <laughs> containers, building actually for no, you know shipping containers 000. I think are, are not just the, the, to move them. I think the actual cost of them. I was talking to Dave is up like thirty percent just this year. <laughs> there goes that. I up must have done the math wrong. Fourteen billion on five hundred thousand. No, I, I think I have it right. Times five hundred thousand. I think that is fourteen billion. Unless I'm looking at my calculator wrong. Yeah, it's four. It's twenty eight thousand a home. Yeah. None of this makes sense. They don't have the savings to do it. They don't have the the money that it's going to be. I think printed they're going to unlock land. Oh, they're going to. Oh, yeah, they're going to use some. Someone said that. I don't know if it was conservatives or who said they're going to. They're going to take some federal land. Some right? federal yeah, yeah. land. Yeah. Okay. So remove the land cost, but still on the build cost. What are you building at twenty eight thousand? Yeah, but if you if you maybe build big unit, big apartment building, condo style. Yeah. There might be a. There's there's. There, I guess I guess anything's possible. When it comes to homeless, the PC is saying they're going to invest. When yeah, it comes but to- even still, that's tough because I just did a, So let's say a 500 square foot unit at 28,000, that's 56 bucks a foot. So, that's, I mean, that's. that's uh, I yeah, mean, I mean, okay. Because most builders were talking about, like, and you're talking, you know, at $300, they're struggling. Never mind. Yeah, no, 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 no. 300 is, is, is nice. Is, yeah. is uh, a nice. Very nice place. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm saying, but they're not saying it's 200 or 150. I they're saying it's I could have done my build out when we did our build out. A hundred a square foot, guaranteed. Build out for your office. The the full build out, yes. But yeah, that's just it. the build. Yeah, but you're talking yeah. just the build out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking that's the whole structure. Yeah, very different. Yeah. So I don't know where this is headed, but they're so they're unlocked land. They don't have the savings. They're going to just print the money. That's going to make prices in the devaluation de- of our dollar increase. Prices go up. The whole thing's just a disaster. Mm-hmm. We're headed to a debacle in the next few years that just gets worse and worse and worse. No one's talking any sense. Like no, no one's talking any sense. No, the, the best thing is, the, the thing that it made me hit home, and I've shared this before, is they can't stop printing. Like, because of all the debt in the world and the way they're funding the economy, they can never stop printing. Or deflation hits and they can't have deflation. And with everything, it's the, what Jeff Booth talks about often. And it made it clear to me when he was talking about the oil. He's like, look, with all the new... Uh, advances in technology is it can we get more oil or less oil now like the, what should where should the cost of oil be right and he's like well yeah it's easier to get oil out of the wells out of the ground now with there's more oil available because new technology even the, if you talk about oil sands and and uh, fracking and all this stuff right so why is the cost going up well the cost is going up because they're forcing the cost up through inflation because they can't let the price go down because it messes everything up right. so it forces wages up and everything else they can't let the prices go down and without new money, the prices will all start falling down just from the from technology and demand and stuff like that. So we're, it, it doesn't end. It doesn't end until it gets revalued against something in some other way, shape, or form. And if we're just accelerating the madness, like the next 10 years, if it's more than the last 10 years, property prices are going to explode. Yeah. Well, like you, property, I don't think in, nom- in in nominal terms. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but the, that's what that's where everyth- everyone gets messed up. They're like, I don't get it. How can the property prices explode? But the thing is, it's it's just the value of the dollars. I mean, the inflation numbers came out this month, uh, uh, today for last month in Canada. I think they're it's over four percent now, which really means that they're higher. But they're even reporting the highest inflation numbers in 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 I forget how many years that it said. So like the whole thing is getting screwed up. I, I'm having a struggle to try to explain that to people because some people are telling me, hey, look, the cost of my, or the price of my house has gone up. So the price of my house is worth more dollars today. And I'm feeling, you know, quote unquote, richer because of that. But then they'll, the, uh, the very next sentence will be, I would like to move. But then when I look around, everything has gone up. So I really can't re- get ahead. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, has the the price of your house really gone up? Because in comparison to all the other houses around you, you're not you don't have a net gain here. Right. So if you're just depending on your own house as your kind of best savings vehicle, you're not getting ahead. Mm-hmm. You actually have to have some investments that outpace inflation. Yes or, and no. Okay. I, because I've told I've told you know it doesn't have to be investments because I've advised some clients and they've they've done it is time to move up get into a a bigger better house now because if it's worth more now it's going to be worth much more you're everyone's getting priced down Mm -hmm. right even people in in, sure you and i had this conversation like everyone is getting priced out from making that jump and within the next five ten years that is just going to be 
But then so someone comes more. back. So someone who doesn't know JP hears that and says, oh, yeah, like that, that really makes sense. You just buy a bigger house, you know, because then if when prices do change or if things do hit the fan and shit hits the fan, then I'm screwed. And I, I think I know where you're coming from. You're like, well, if you just look at the fundamentals of low rates forever, increasing population growth, the lack of supply here, this trend is just going to continue. So you're better off getting into a bigger home that's going to appreciate at a faster pace because it's a larger number, 100%. larger price tag on, on, the, on the house. Yeah, because your debt becomes smaller in right relation to, to the, the bigger price. Yeah. So look, because I, we, I asked Kyle in our office to pull some numbers based on the carrying costs of properties, based on uh, based on like how can prices go up this much, trying to show the impact of the rates had on all this and the borrowing cost. So in 1975, the average, uh, it was a Toronto home, I think it was like a three bedroom home. Um, it was 46,000 bucks, okay? Mortgage rate was 11.25%. So the monthly mortgage payment was $450. Adjusted for inflation, that monthly mortgage payment was 2,200 bucks. And then all through, as prices rose, like so if, current if, day dollars, it's twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty two hundred. So even if you go to two thousand and ten, when the average purchase price was three forty five. So remember, we went from nineteen seventy five average purchase price of forty six thousand to two thousand and ten three hundred forty five thousand. When we used a five point seven nine percent interest rate, even though rates were lower, we were using the posted rate to keep it even. The the carrying costs are twenty twenty six thirty three. So they've only gone up. The, the, even though the, the property price went it went from forty six to three forty five. What's that? Seven hundred percent over seven hundred percent. Your actual carrying costs in, in t- adjusted for inflation to today's dollars only went up by about twenty percent. So the only ones getting screwed here are the banks. Why? Because the interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the interest it, it, going it, down, it, down. It's yeah. just gone. Never just tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Except, when, except you can yeah, never, I had a heart attack. What do you mean the banks are getting screwed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to be in the bank's business. You sell money of which you don't have to accumulate it. You're allowed to create it when somebody asks you for it. And then you charge interest when people borrow it from you. Yeah. Like imagine we got to imagine us three right now. We could just say, hey, let's start a bank. And here's the idea. We won't have any savings in the back. But when the next person comes through the door and asks for money, we'll say, sign these papers. Yeah. And when they sign those papers for a million dollar loan, yeah. we'll just we'll just go in the back and we'll pretend we're doing shit. Yeah. And then we'll punch some keys on a keyboard and magically a million dollars. That is the best. If you can't make if the banks cannot make money. With that business model, I don't know what your I have co- for you. Well, your cost of goods is not. It's like yeah. if you were selling tables and your cost of goods of tables were nothing. Yeah. I'm like, if you yeah. can't make it, if you can't have a profitable business in that environment. But hold on, let me just share one more thing before we get off this topic for a sec. So that was 2010. Because after 2010, we know what started happening with property prices. They started really ramping up, right? Yeah. So it did kind of start just to disconnect a little bit. But even in 2015, when property prices went, the average Toronto price we're using here is 500,000. So we went from 46,000 to about 500,000, okay? Or it's 497. So we're just over 10 times. Rates were 4.64. The monthly mortgage payment adjusted for in, in for inflation is $3,100. So you've, it only went up, it went up by less than 50%, from 2,200 to 3,100. But the prop the the property value went up ten times, ten times. This is why when people are like, "Well, how can property prices keep going up?" It's this. This is why property prices are going up. It's not the price; it's the value of the dollars changing so much. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think there's much more wiggle room on the interest, though. I mean that 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 correlation. Agreed. Correlation. You're right. (laughs) So, what do you think happens next? Because I have some thoughts on that. Because you're right. We're at a breaking point, dude. I would love to know. Everybody would love to know because so if if just to, to. Catch everybody up because we're skipping some points here. The the thinking is that property prices can not go up any further because interest rates have come down to basically the bottom. Like there's another point they can drop. We just renewed a rental property at one point three five or two five. I, 1. I forget. 1.25. No, wasn't it one five? I remember we we're getting no, close to starting with the no, zero. It was one point two five. And uh, so, you know, they can drop, I guess, a point and a quarter, but then we're down to negative. So really, there's not much room to go. So how can property prices go higher if the carrying costs cannot go lower? Negative. Negative, which I don't think they, yeah, you're, you're right. I, they can go there, but I don't think they want to go there. So what I think they're going to do, and I think, Nick, you know what I'm going to say. They've already announced is, it. Yeah, they're going to uh, they're running l- on lengthen it. amortization schedules. Yeah, yeah. To just make it cheaper. So instead of 25 or 30 year, they're going to go back. Remember when we had 40 years mm-hmm. in 2006 and 2007? They'll go back to 40 year, maybe even 50 year on the premise that it is too hard for Canadians to buy. I'm the politician. I will solve your problems. We are going to ask the banks yep. to extend the amortization schedule so that we can make housing affordable again. They're going to do that for first time home buyers. Yeah. 
So then, what, at first, agreed. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then, that, then what? And then, what does that do to the? I mean, I have my opinion. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that's coming. Like, so it creates more demand because more people then can buy because the yeah. carrying costs are lower. Okay. Because we've amortized and it. And then over. what happens? Then after that, that runs its course. Property prices continue to rise because you have now more demand. You haven't fixed the Unless supply. Unless you fix the supply. Unless yeah. we, and if they fix the supply, yeah, then Canada is amazing, and we did it. But they they'll you gotta you gotta think they'll fix the supply for how long? That are they gonna well that's a good build, point. Are they gonna build point. one million homes every four years? Yeah. Well, it depends. Though the that's pop good. the pop to be fair, the population growth can slow. Like it has slowed the last couple of years. We've had we've had a yeah. So, but you would need all these things to happen. You would need supply yeah. to increase. You would need immigration to slow down in this country for multiple years. Multiple years. Mm-hmm. Which we're, we're seeing now. So we're two years into a, into a slowdown because of the number. Okay, so I'm going to correct what I'm going to say. I'm going to correct what I'm going to say. You need supply is. to increase. You need immigration to go to zero for multiple years. Yeah. Because yeah. we have so much demand in the system. We've done this math yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. That even if we get 200,000, which is half the target, we're still bringing in an insane amount of demand yeah. and properties into this country. Yeah. So we would need supply to increase, immigration to go to zero, and amortization rates to be extended to make things more affordable. And they've announced next year's numbers. They're 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 projecting two percent more. Their goal, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. on immigration, yeah, yeah. We're gonna these numbers are fudged. These numbers this year are looking good. They're a little bit fudged though because there took a lot of people that were in the country already, right? And so they're not as strong as as what they're reporting. But they're still. I mean, look, we're talking about historic numbers, anyways. We're, let, we're kind of splitting hairs. Let's play right? that. Out. Let's play that out. Just. Cool like that, yeah. Um, the uh, the um, if we play that out a little bit further, yeah. What what happens next? So if they do extend amortization schedules for first time home buyers, they can't raise interest rates. What's the next move to make housing affordable? Assuming they can't build to your point, JP, supply forever. They're going to come to the conclusion that it's it's not home ownership. It's CMHC's mandate is affordable housing. Affordable housing doesn't mean that you own your house. It's affordable rent. Oh shit! Where are you taking me? <laughs> that everyone just has to rent, so they're going to well, get not into everyone. That. It's it's yes, certain people are going to be priced and out. Well, if they're building for fifty six bucks a foot, then yeah, I think I yeah. It, I mean, in is this not across Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is it's European a renter model. society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's that's bound to be what's going to happen mm-hmm. here. Based on what we're seeing, so it's we're not just necessarily we're, a bad thing. Like, look at Montreal. Montreal has is the highest you know has the highest number of rentals per capita in Canada. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, I guess it's not a bad thing. It's just maybe we're the generation that's stuck between understanding that you could have bought your own home as you left school, and now we're seeing that you can't. Mm-hmm. Very few generations, I feel like, we're caught between the boomers and the millennials. Yeah. And we kind of see what the boomers have done with the world, and we can kind of see the millennial angst, mm-hmm. and we're just in the middle here. So I feel like that's what's frustrating. Like, we knew a time when you could buy your own home, yeah. and now we see a time evolving where you can't. And well, that to me is a little frustrating, but I guess to your po- both your points, yeah, like, renting isn't like the end of the world. Well, it's funny, like through our, as we grew up, we lived through a, a time when the affordability went from a one parent income or a one person income to, you know, buying the whatever quote unquote average starter home would be as a two person income. And we're seeing it now go beyond the two-person income to mm-hmm. a three-person income. I don't know how people are going to figure that one out, but or or it's people like in Europe, families living together longer as well to to try to solve it if yeah. they want to own right. Complete. I'm telling some of my staff because I'm I'm talking to younger younger people and I'm saying, there, JP, what do I do? What do I do? Team up. Yeah. What yeah, would right. I do yeah. in my, if or I buy a house where school. you can rent part of the house Dude, if you're not going to team up? But even it, my my number one thing that I tell everyone is keep your parents out of it. Do it's time to grow up. Do it by yourself if you can. If you have a job, team up with some friends, buy a house. At least get yourself into the market, and then from there you have an asset growing in the market that you might be able to then at some point. Yeah. Move. And rent the basement if you need to. Live in the 100%. basement if you need to. Okay, you got to suck it up. Yeah. So look, I'll play devil's advocate for a second because I that's good. Like, that makes complete sense, especially when someone can be paying paying it part of it or all of it off for you and that type of stuff. But what about the people that are like, look, guys, I I get what you're saying, but the prices they can't keep going up anyway. So like you you could be setting someone up. This young person, you're gonna you know burden them with a million dollar purchase. They're gonna have this big mortgage. Property prices are going to drop, and now you're you're kind of giving them some really bad advice in their life. I, I, I th- it's very tough to give because this is investment advice, and it's very tough to give this. But 
I practice what I preach. So I tell anyone, look, if your house goes down in value, that means I just lost a ton of money. And if you break it down, because Nick, I think your point is totally valid. Is you know, someone could come to you and say, "Hey, what happens when the market turns?" But if you if we look at all the factors, which so, we just spoke about, yeah, which right? we like, just yeah. spoke about, but the factor that we didn't speak about, which to me is the biggest risk, is the credit markets. If the banks seize up and stop lending, prices can absolutely and definitely will come down. Our real estate market is built on credit. Mm-hmm. If credit isn't accessible, the real estate market will come down. But my counter argument to that is. The Central Bank of Canada, the Bank of Canada, and the U.S. Fed cannot let that happen because that would implode the entire financial system because there's so much debt outstanding carried by the banks that if there was a credit contagion event, the central banks would step in and print even more money. So if there was, which to me is the biggest threat to property prices, credit contagion, banks seize up lending, nobody trusts each other, it would be 18 months max because, and I think now after seeing the COVID response, because they came into COVID within two months. Like the central banks just pushed more money in faster than I ever thought possible. So I used to think it would be two months before they corrected the system. Now I think they could do it probably if they did two months, they could probably do it in two weeks. I think, didn't right. they do it faster? Their initial response was, was within Yeah, two but it took about months. two months. Everything kind of did freeze up for like about two months. And then after two months, it was like off to the races. Oh, yeah. I see what you yeah, mean. Like yeah, like they came faster in about a week. To they put the, the money ba- in the yeah, system. To save the but system, it took yeah. about two months for the, the economy to, to flow have, yeah. through and for, mm-hmm. for us to see it in the, at the economy. Gotcha. So what I'm saying now is if the credit, our biggest threat to the real estate market in Canada is credit perhaps and the banking access to credit I think if that seized up it would be not an 18 month problem I think it might be like a two month problem maybe less so if prices did come down to GP's point of you know I guess something could happen it's going to be corrected in like two months and I'm not even saying this is right or good this is actually wrong yeah it's zom and then you know what bothers me and on top of all this is then People blame capitalism for all the problems that we have in society right now. And my argument back is we haven't had capitalism for decades because when you save company, capitalism to me is you save capital and then you take a risk. If you did great with your risk, you get a reward. If you didn't do so good, you lose. Yep. That's capitalism. Save up capital, take a risk. We have banks that take all these risks don't do any good risk analysis, lend money like crazy, and then if they fail, they're bailed, th- they're bailed out. Yep. That is not capitalism. But yet capitalism is blamed for many of the problems that we have right now. The whole thing, I'm getting fucking this, pissed. I know. <laughs> the whole thing is <laughs> no, but you, you know, it's so true. Like, but it goes back to, to like the money side of it. You, you know, like if we were talking about this the other day in the office, so we're talking about some political stuff obviously now during the election this was provincial though so remember when mcginty was in power and they canceled the gas plant uh, that power plant that i think was mississauga yeah wasn't the cost of around a billion dollars to cancel it in penalties so that's a billion dollars of taxpayers money just poof it's gone they got elected liberals got elected again right i think he was out but it wasn't it when that got in or something or maybe yeah i, I, I think forget. you're right i can't remember right? but i'm like if 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 they couldn't just create this money or just borrow this money and and, and all this deficit spending and they actually had to be held accountable for this stuff the the political landscape would be very different as well and the policies that were in place to support people and and you know would get us out the 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 ones that would have to be forced to be in place because of the types of decisions they had to make responsible decisions would help everyone it's not about like helping the rich this would this would solve a lot of the inequality as well because then people to your point could save money and the value of it would be held. Right now, someone, if they don't, you know, if they're they're renting, you know, let's say they're renting, they want to own a home. Some people don't, so that's good. Don't own, don't own one. But if they want to own a home, if they have to save up for five years, because of the way the system's structured, their money becomes worth less and less. They can't actually then purchase the property. But if they, we had something where people were held accountable and we had, had to have like something where your savings were actually held their value then they could then it it was it would be easier for people to continue to improve their lives which makes society as a whole better but we let this go it's this government deficit spending and this money creation that screws everything yeah you raised a a, 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 it's comical point i mean someone sitting there saving their money trying to get a down payment like yeah i know i I feel so bad i blinds in this situation yeah sorry to laugh but i mean it, it like it is, it, it, it's, it's that, comedy because it's impossible. That well, it's bothers a, me to my core. And, 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 it's like and, running on ice. And that, you know yeah. how we were talking about renting's not so bad? The only argument I would have to counter that is that if you don't own assets in this system, you're not really getting ahead as well as 
people who do own assets are. Right. Yeah, they so can that, have other assets though, to be fair, right? Yeah, but real estate's a beautiful one because of right. the leverage that you can get. Yeah. You save up, if you can magically, JP, to your point, say, magically save up the 20% down, or first, what's a first time home buyer right now? 5% down? Yeah, it's still five, yeah. 5% down, but when an average price is like, so an average price in Burlington, Ontario of a single family home, or a what's a condo in Burlington, Ontario right now? I don't know, six, a seven, 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 eight hundred seven. grand. Really? So you have to save up 40 grand to get into a condo. As a first time home buyer. As a first time. And that's yeah. a condo. Yeah. That's more than we saved up for single family. Do, do they pay CMHC yeah. on top of that as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's tacked onto yeah. the mortgage. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. pull it out of pocket. They're, it's just tacked onto the I mortgage. And I saw they were looking at cutting that in half as well. For first time, for first time buyers, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. 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 They're looking at cut at shaving some of the solve, CMHC that fees. That solves nothing. <laughs> the CMHC said, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It gives them something just to tell them, yeah. tell the first-time buyers we're doing something for you. Said it saves you sixty-nine hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, I'm just everyone understands the CMHC fee is tacked onto the mortgage at the on the day of closing, so you don't have to pull it out of your pocket. So it doesn't help any first-time home buyers buy. It helps them have a lesser fee to pay off once they do buy. Yeah, but 6900 bucks on a mortgage over on 25 mortgage. years yeah. is... No, well, agreed, but, two bucks but you're not helping any first-time homeowner actually buy with that. That's nonsense. Yeah, no, th I, we agree. Yeah. Sorry. Tom's looking at me like I'm trying to fight him on it. No, <laughs> like, no, no, we're on the same side here. So far, none of these policies. What are the other policies? The What was the liberal one? Well, the NDP one was going to... The NDP one sounded kind of good. The conservative one... Oh, we talked about the liberal one. The, the NDP did? No, no. Well, For, they're I mean, going to no, spend the, the fourteen messaging. billion dollar. I don't understand. What's the crisis? Is the crisis <laughs> housing, or that they're they're spending another fourteen billion? Do you guys understand how much they spend? <laughs> they're going to help people borrow more by increasing mortgage amortization period. Exactly That's what we're I, talking about. Sorry, I didn't know. He was the first okay. person to announce it. Okay. I didn't actually realize started. the total length of time it takes to pay off a loan from twenty-five to thirty. Oh, that's a small increase. Yeah. They could do better. Come on, double but, it. But that goes. But <laughs> hundred years. Oh, pass yeah. on your mortgage. You buy some but more it goes properties. to what we were talking about with the carrying costs. Trying to just bring it. it doesn't. No yeah. one cares. Like, look, our society is structured in such a way that if someone needs to pay, pay a hundred, well, maybe not a hundred million. Let's say ten million dollars for a home. Okay, but it only costs them two thousand bucks a month. They Let's don't do care that they pay $10 million for the home. Yeah. We only care about the monthly cost. So that type of stuff actually matters. Generational mortgages. That, and that's, yeah, but that's, that's all people really care. Everything is, so many things are bought on just monthly payments, yeah. right? That's how everything is sold. I can't believe in this article that they used the language. I don't know if it's straight from the NDP's platform, but it's going to help people borrow more. It will because it'll <laughs> no, lower their no, no, I agree. Oh, no, okay. like I'm just, this saying. is blowing yeah. my mind. Like yeah. this is a, like a positive. Yeah. We're gonna help you borrow more. Yeah. We will help you get I guess into the, more debt. I guess the debt does come first, Tom. Yeah, the debt. The banks always win. Do you see how everything comes back to the bank? The banks win. We need to start a bank. We need to start. No, I hate this existing system. Forget it. But on all of this, there, I don't understand. The more that you look into some of the technology that's coming out with some of the whole crypto world and the decentralized finance world, I'm less inclined to believe that this world explodes like I used to think. Because I just thought, okay, we're going to hit a debt number with some crisis and there'll be contagion and everything will just shut down and it's going to be a disaster. And I'm like, the Bank of Canada, the US Fed are never going to allow that. It'll just be trillions and trillions and trillions. This will hyperinflate. But there's this beautiful new world that's opening up over here very slowly and we're super early and there's going to be a lot of failures in it and decentralized finance with Bitcoin as the money, all the other ones as the technology. I want to be very clear on how I say that. <laughs> Bitcoin as the money, all the other ones as the technology and platforms. And uh, maybe it's just a transition. And a lot we'll of... See. Well, because if you look at my son who's 19... He now, why is he going to get a bank account beyond getting paid here from Rockstar when we need to dump in his salary? Beyond that, we're teaching him not to take on any debt. So right. he's going to be in a, a hopefully a, for, a fortunate position where he follows that, saves up whatever he can save up and not take on debt. So he doesn't really need loans or mortgages. Any of his savings that he seems to be doing without my intervention, but just kind of himself learning all this stuff, is in Bitcoin and some other things that he's kind of on on his risk tolerance that he's decided for himself. Peter Schiff would say that you're 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 really leading him in the wrong direction. No, direction. Peter Schiff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I'm just thinking, um, does does that generation are they even going to use banks? Because there's so much financial stuff being built in this new world. They might be able to get yield. They might be able to 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 borrow against their Bitcoin. 
I think the banks will look different. There'll be institutions of some sort, but they'll look different. Agreed, but they look like they're going to be more distributed. And is it going to be TD Bank and CIBC and Royal Bank of Canada? Or are these things just dinosaurs they have like sp- dying out like a whimper? Well, if they're smart. <laughs> no, I think you're going to have some commentary from some bankers. <laughs> yeah. I feel worried for them. Actually, hey, as much as I, I hate maybe, the banking maybe, system, yeah. I'm concerned for them. Maybe but, in 50 to 100 years, maybe. But if they're smart, yeah, if they're smart like people 10. leading maybe it. it's if, 10. But if they're smart people leading it, they adjust. They adjust, right. agreed. But but a, their adjustment would just be one of the Canadian banks buying some of these platforms. Oh, see, I was saying, I thought that, that what you were going to say was, yeah, if there is smart people leading it. That's oh, the, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's <laughs> definitely smart people in that, 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 the that, that world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 but again, I mean, they're, they're, they're banks, they're, they're there to lend money. So cryptos, yeah, you can borrow from crypto, I guess, but not to buy a house. So we'll, we'll see what happens with crypto coming mm-hmm. into actual... Um, purchase equations well it is yeah. it is right now just in limited capacity but it, for some high-end pr- property transactions mm-hmm. happening in different parts of the world and then you know in el salvador is i mean you can go to mcdonald's and buy with bitcoin and and, mm-hmm. and starbucks in el salvador and ukraine just passed a, a law making it that they're looking to make it a legal tender as well in two years i believe yeah so they're, they're studying yeah that law is not passed i guess they passed so the they legislation pa- they, to, to make to it legal? To yes sorry yeah, yeah. And, and do you know, are they going full currency on that in the Ukraine? I initially thought, no. Then you sent me another article, and then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe they, they are. are. So, yeah, but, okay, but, but they're looking at, at kind of just standardizing it in some way, shape, or form. So, but you're right. It's not. It's definitely not there. But hold on. Before we get off this for a second, because I don't know if you guys talked about this part of the platforms, because we were talking about the different parts of the platforms. What about the foreign ownership? Oh, I think that's oh. me. I love it. Yeah. I think I that's, that, that's, a, that's a smart thing to do for yeah. sure. But, but they should have done this. But it's going to be useless. Okay, but yeah. so let's share what it is. So this was the liberal part of it was Trudeau was going to ban new foreign ownership of Canadian houses for two years and then and then expand on the it says expand on the tax for foreign owned vacant housing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my point. Like so it sounds great. Thing. It's going to be bullshit. That's, and it's a that's fact. my well, point yes. to it. Yes. 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 But yeah. and the reason why it's going to be bullshit, Nick, I don't know if you want to talk about some of the data that you share. No, or? no. I've, 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 I just want to bring that up because, it's, you know, it, it sounds it good. It sounds but, so but good. Like the but the reason be- Canadians aren't going to feel a benefit for that is that there are so many. Nick, you always share this data and I don't have it top of mind, but I think from 2010 to 2015, there was like 80,000 foreign students, students in this country. Oh, yeah. And from 2015 to 2020, there's like 480,000. Yeah, so I it's like quintupled or something like that. And yeah. those people have, those students have legal act, legal status in Canada. So if yeah. they have a bank account somewhere else in the world that they can then just send money over here, they have legal status yeah. to accept that it's money. It's not considered then foreign they, owned. It's not considered foreign owned. They have status. And, and then we, they can buy properties here. So with we their are not parents' sold, money or Unless whatever. we go to all the universities in Canada and say Western, Queens, Brock, Mac, U of T, you know all the foreign students that you've just been gouging on for the last five years? You have to really throttle that down. I don't think it's going to have much yeah. effect on housing. So do you think there do you think the foreign students are being sent here for that purpose? Some of them are 100% yeah. because we know We talked to some of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's we, nuts. we know with, with certainty that this Hunger, is this yeah. is And the happening. backup yeah. reason is get a degree at Canada, learn the language, yeah. get exposure, international exposure and then maybe come home but maybe stay. There's four you know there's 40-year-old sorts like foreign students that are coming over going to like small colleges taking the easiest program they can find. Wow. So they get the work permit after, then they can get the work experience because when you do this and you have a Canadian education and Canadian work permit, it's much easier to then get permanent status here because you have more points in the system. Right. And then that's how they, that's how they're, they're, I don't want to say circumventing, but how, that's how they're using the, this immig- our great immigration system to then bring over their friends. Yeah. When they come in here as a, as a foreign student, they may be married with kids. But this is how they're they're able to then get in and, and permanent status. When when we were at the the well, we bought uh, the Tridel well, Toronto, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, every single person in there was Chinese. Every everyone, Andrew and I were and Montu were the only. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just that much money. If if there's a capital, look look what's happening in China right now with that one big. I think they're going to be able to put fences around that and control it in China. But the biggest real estate, I think it was another country, maybe not. But it seems in China they might they'll be able able to control it. But it's that biggest real estate bank or mortgage company that's going under. They just announced today they're not going to do interest payments. So if you are in China and you know that they have credit risk in there, you're going to do everything possible to get get your money out. So it doesn't surprise me that you're seeing so many people from mainland China and Hong Kong in Toronto condo pre-construction sales. When we we were there, literally, Andrea and I, we were getting one condo and they'd be like, 
Mr. Yeah. Who whatever. Are you? Here's your four keys. And me, me and Andrea are like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, Here's what? your four keys. Where are you getting that money? And <laughs> it, how did you qualify for the financing yeah, yeah. in this country? Just, just running oh, checks. We just yeah. paid cash. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, and that's, I think it's hard sometimes for people to realize the amount of money through all the manufacturing that went to China. Like the amount. Oh, for sure. It's just monstrous. And then some of that is, and it's still not a, a massive amount that's actually leaving. And it's just that small amount the impact it's been having first it was Vancouver and then it yeah, came more it, to Toronto it, 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 and it, it spread even beyond that. But, mm-hmm. but like the impact of, of that capital flight coming out is, is, is big. Maybe it's that's why big. China just announced that they're allowed to have more children. Well, they're looking at a population demographic problems, yeah, right? So, like in the future. So you can see on this chart here, look, we, China went from under one, like maybe 500 billion, whatever. Look at the year so 2000. So that's about 2005. So, so about 3 trillion. It touched, it went up to 4 trillion. Okay. And then capital flight started. A trillion has left. But look, it went up, it went from 500 billion to 4 trillion in not quite 10, 10 years. It looks like it probably about 12 years yeah. or so. Yeah. Right. So, it, so it, they it, had an it, extra it, like what, three trillion, three and a that's bit. That's eight times. Yeah, that's eight hundred percent. And look, a trillion has left, so they still got an easy another. They got to keep some in the country. Let's face it, but they got another trillion. So if they've all done that with money flying out of the country, another trillion easy can leave. Another yeah. trillion. How big is our economy? Our economy. Remember, we've done this math before. Mm-hmm. Our economy is so small that if a tiny percentage of that lands in Canada, it has a dramatic effect on the right. real estate market. Yeah. Part, uh, yeah, no, part, uh, uh, conspiracy theory, I mean, you know, is that a plan? Is that a plan for to, to impact? I don't think uh, so. Yeah. Canadian housing. I don't think so. I really just think it's kind of some people in China saying, I want to get my money out of this country. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? I think with such a big population base, it doesn't take a lot of people. There's a certain percentage of people there that are like, yeah, I'd like to, you know, I, I like China and stuff, but I'd like to be elsewhere. No different than Canadians move elsewhere and everything else. And they're trying to take their money out. And then there's some people also that have excess funds and they're like, Hey, I want to park it outside of here because I feel like it's protected when it's outside of there. So that it's out, it's, it's further outside of government control there. Right. right. So. I have a question for you guys. You know, sometimes I'll talk about and say that U S debt was like $9 trillion in 2008 or so. Now it's 27 trillion. It's tripled over the last 12 years or so. So over this next decade, let's say it just keeps the same pace and it triples again from 27 trillion to 81 trillion. Okay. Which sounds then, insane, but, but, but during that time, so Canada, yeah, Canada, yeah. Canada basically copies what the U S does with our um, deficits mm-hmm. and our amount of debt. Sometimes where we get more aggressive, our interest rates mimic what they do. Sometimes they're lower than the U S often they're lower. So if we just follow the U S trend, like we have in the last 10 years, property prices in this country in the last 10 years, Nick, I would, if I pick a city like Hamilton, Ontario, they've tripled. Does that mean over this next 10 years, property prices triple? And then my question to you guys is, what happens if I'm underestimating this? What happens if the curve of spending and debt creation isn't slower? What happens if it's faster than the trend? Do property prices more than triple? Or do you think they won't increase amortization rates. Rates can't go down, and that will kind of somehow thwart it. I, I I don't even understand how a million dollar home right now is a million dollar home. Uh, going tying all this back to people can't afford it. Like, what are people making? The average person, what is what are they making in in Canada? What fifty grand? Yeah, I don't know average salary right now. I think or Nick 60, knows that one. Yeah, yeah, it's something like a fifty-four. It's about that. I feel like yeah, it's fifty-four thousand or something. You know, how, how is how is uh, uh, two spouses supposed <sighs> to afford a million dollars? But in in ten years, that sixty thousand might be sixty-five thousand. But so, inc- so I guess we, we, we're going to get income inflation. We incomes have to pop up. There, well, I mean, no, and with shortages at job postings that we're seeing, maybe we're in that era yeah. now where incomes pop up. And inflation is one hundred percent going to happen because the biggest cost for any company is employees. So that means costs are going to go up because employee costs. Are oh, got go it. Up. So then, yeah. So it's expenses go up for the company. That's passed on to the product or service. So 100%. prices go up everywhere. So so then they still get no one can get ahead again. Nobody. So well, here. So <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so here, and I just ran some quick numbers because I was, I was curious about this. So um, $500,000 mortgage, 1.75% interest rate on at a 25-year mortgage is about uh, 2100 bucks. So I changed it. I'm like, if you change that to a 50-year mortgage, mortgage, because there's a lot of countries that have 50-year mortgages, yeah. right, on the term. I'm like, what does it take to make that payment? Because, again, it's all, to me, it's, I think that people just care about the payment. So that mortgage then goes from 500,000 to keep roughly the same payment up to 820,000. 
So you have like, what's that, about a 60% a sixty percent increase? All of a sudden, just just in that, just the amortization change. So if you combine amortization with change. A, with another point drop in rates. It, holy shit. Like a doubling, a doubling with, and this is without wage, <laughs> this is without wage increase. So like if you, so if you change some policies, you could potentially have people owning properties at the same carrying costs, although taxes will go up, but at the same carrying costs, um, and with double the price. So the student rental that we always joke about that's worth right now, like 800, we bought for 250, it's worth like $800,000. This is by McMaster. Mm-hmm. At that math, if we do continue the trend, that means by the end of this decade, that student rental is going to be, hold on, let me triple it, 1.6, uh, 2. I'm, 2. I'm saying double, I'm saying double. <laughs> I'm going for the triple, yeah. I'm going for the triple. So we're going to, we're saying that this student rental, and I'm you're saying it's going to be 1.6 million at the, I know we're all guessing. Yeah. And I'm saying it's going to be worth $2.4 million at the end of this decade. $2.4 million at the end of this decade. A property we bought for $250,000. That's tenfold from when we bought it. And and I mean, that's real. That Like, that is real money. It, going from house to house is shit. Yeah, but, but when you have investments, money. that's a good point. That's a good point. So my my example earlier, where if you live in your house and it's going up in value, you're not really getting ahead because if you move, you still you haven't uh, achieved anything. But if you own other assets, that's real gains. Yeah, and that's yeah. to your point, to your advice of what you give people when they're when they're talking to you when they come to you saying, hey, you know, what do you think? Right, that, yeah. it, it yeah. changes it. Man up, like uh, to to me, I, I think everyone needs to make moves to go bigger now based on. What we know, but based on what we're talking about. It just sounds so scary every time I hear JPC say that. And I'm an accountant. I'm supposed to be conservative. (laughs) It makes me You're a weird accountant. Well, you know what? But you you told me that when I was buying the house that we're in now. We were moving from our first house. And we were keeping our first house. So this house became a little bit more of a stretch for us. And this was now, I think we've been there eight years now. And at the time, was, you know, we were having a discussion like, well, what do you think is going to happen to the debt? And I'm like, yeah, I guess like this, this mortgage is going to look small. If they're going like, to solve gonna... debt with more debt, let's take on some debt. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, and so we, we did that, you know, cause at that time and you went to like kind of a middle house before you moved again. Right. So this was bigger Which than was kind a of a huge moving. mistake. Uh, yeah. Because you had, then you had to move again. You're like, Hey, learn from my mistake. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that twice. I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll try that. And we, we, took the plunge and so yeah, it was well worth it. So it was similar along the same lines of, of what you're saying we ended up doing eight years ago. And I look back now, I'm like, yeah, well basically it was you know, like the house, like I bought it for the value of a townhouse today. So with your, you know, with your accounting firm, then the people that you're seeing who are making gains are those only who have assets. I assume, is that what you see? They um, own businesses, assets, any soul, any, anyone who has income as their sole revenue source isn't getting ahead unless they have other assets. I do have clients that, that make really good money, you know, five, 600,000 a year. Um, yeah, they're, they're a lot of people are just sitting in cash and okay. a lot of people are scared. Oh, so they're and sitting in cash cause they're waiting for the real estate market to correct. They're waiting for they're all the markets, are, yeah. all the market. And to me, to, to your question before, can they buy Bitcoin? Did you tell them about Bitcoin? Give them some books. I can't, give them I can't, some, I'll give you I some books. I can't give I'll advice give. about stock market or Bitcoin, Bitcoin, because I'm not as educated as in housing. And I believe in housing much more than I do those. Bitcoin's a different, it's a new thing. Uh, it's not new. Sure, it's we don't have to get old. into debating debating that. But yeah. the stock market, you know, is completely overpriced. Every, almost everything on there mm-hmm. is is ten but, times uh, more. But yeah, it, yeah, on a value, valuation, yeah, on a value base, on, on historic valuation. But yeah. isn't that? Can't you say the same thing with the real estate market? And based on what we're talking about, with all these things being messed up, no, because supply and demand. So I mean, a company is valued one way. It's, okay, it's, the earnings exactly. Yeah. So they're all overpriced. The Canadian housing we say is overpriced, but it's not because people are because paying. of the fundamentals. Yeah. Okay. So here's you my know. here's my because this sounds like a Warren Buffett kind of approach on the stock market. My my thinking on the stock market right now because I I have not spent the time to investigate the, how the stock market works um, is that if everybody thinks it's overvalued and most people I speak to think it's overvalued, Nick and I have found in our lives when everybody thinks one way, do the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I like, so if I just boil it down to that, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone I speak to says the S and P is like way too high. Like, look at this. It's a joke. And I'm like, 
Nick, you know, that's kind of yeah. done really well for us. Just buy so it. if I had to, if I, which I won't, I refuse to invest in the stock market. To me, it's pure gambling. Right. I don't understand it. I feel like if I'm not on the board of directors of a company, I shouldn't be investing in it because I don't have control. Maybe because Nick, you and I are control freaks, but I just will not do it. But if I had to, if you forced my hand and said, pick up or down from here over the next 10 years, oh, I'd, I'd go up. with up. Oh, for sure. I yeah. Would okay, okay. Yeah, okay. 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 Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I, I just know the ups on real estate, you know. They make sense to you. You can break out the fundamental. The math and the yeah. leveraged investing and, and you can make 30, 35% on, on a 4% appreciation rate. You can make 30 to 35% on your money versus, like you said, gambling on stock market. So those, so those people that you see sitting on cash, almost rightfully so, if they're not educated in a different area, it's almost don't do yeah, anything. Exactly. What, are they panicking? No, or, or they just they're, think this is waiting. the right thing to do. They're, they're waiting. waiting. Yeah, and they and you know when you're making six hundred grand a year, you, you yeah, got you've it. got okay. money in the bank. You know, and your clients, uh, you're not dealing with. Uh, yeah, you typically deal with business owners and people who have some assets already. Yeah, and firm. you know it, it's we we have a ton of you know maybe three hundred uh, personal and self not even self employed employees uh, as well. So we do a lot. Okay. Um, so I guess yeah. the best the best uh, example would be people who work in your office if they're young. They think they can't get into the real estate market, and they're never going to get into the real estate market. Yeah, and your 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 retur- your response to them is just figure out a way. One hundred to anybody, figure out a way to get into this market because you're going to get priced and, out. And then the best way would be to rent out part of the house, move further away. You're I, 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 for me, no, for me, I like, I like to pick where you want to be. You know, I left Toronto because I didn't want to do that friggin' drive anymore. So my office is five minutes from my house. My daughter's school is right across the street. I like simplicity and I think everyone should have that. Anyone driving to work quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the basic advice. <laughs> That's how I felt no, when I was driving I, in traffic yeah. every day. Well, it's exactly. Some people it's enjoy miserable. it though. So, yeah, yeah. It, for me, it was misery. Yeah. But uh, but then okay. So if the office is in Burlington, really their only options are to buy a small condo or something that they can rent out part of it. That's yeah. Or it. buy it with someone. Or buy it with I, somebody. I okay. Sorry, up. I forgot you yeah. said that. Or buy do a joint venture. Buy it with somebody. Yeah, which we're seeing people do here. Like yeah. people that work guys that are working here get together with friends and uh, they own a couple of properties now. And what's funny is the first property they bought has appreciated enough. They can refinance and take enough money out now to then buy a third. They, they ended up buying a second one. They got a third buddy involved. Yeah. The first one was two of them. The second one was three of them. The f- now they go back to the first property. They're able to refinance that one to take enough money out yeah. to go buy another one. And eventually they'll be, because they started with the, the first one with two of them. Mm-hmm. And then the second one with, Two, three it's, it's of three, it's, it's, three, yeah. And now, as they build up some equity, eventually they can go out on their own. Yeah. yeah. So you start with people, with friends. You work, you hustle, and he was breaking. He's been he's been hustling hard, mm-hmm. renovating the property to get it ready for rent and the whole bit. But that's okay. That's how to get started. You got to work. I mean, this yeah. is what you all three of us, I think, would, yeah, yeah. would do. Agreed. It, Agreed. You have to get into it, or. Don't get into okay. it and say I'm not going to so be So this is going to go out after the election's over. Yep. Who uh, is our prime minister when this goes live? I'm going to say liberal minority. I, and I'm not saying who I'm voting for. Uh, not that I'm trying to hide it, but I'm just saying uh, that's You know what? How do you vote? I think this is one of the things that most people are confused about. Like, I think there's no good options right now, but no, I think... But how do you pick? How do you select? I'll, I'll tell you how I do. Plain and simple. Okay. Based on their tax based on how they're going to tax individuals. But you believe them? I remember when the conservative <laughs> I promised know, I, I, for capital, no capital gains tax and they took that away from us and it's, it's haunted me I, ever it, since. It, they're, they're less likely to. Got they're, it. They're, okay. So know, how they tax. So then you're voting conservative. Yeah, conservatives, in my opinion, tend to take money away from the system instead of spending $14 billion what's, on what's homes. What's the tax? Uh, I don't see it covered. What's the People's Party of Canada? What, what's their tax plan? I don't know either. I have okay. no idea. None of yeah. us know. So okay. w- one is to tax the rich to pay for all of this. That's more in the liberal and the NDP. And the conservatives tend to be on um, fighting for I, I look the at, upper hand. I, well, see, I don't look at the... Li- so it, it, that makes sense. And But the thing with the way the taxes are, I don't look at the liberals, the liberal party, the way they're doing it. Maybe it's just being led by Justin Trudeau. Maybe it's just the whole party's gone this way. 
I don't look at them being the same liberal party that they were even 10 or 20 years ago. They're almost like the, the, the way the NDP was 10 or 20 years ago. And the conservative party now is almost like the way the liberals were 10 yep. or 20 years ago, because they're not even near what they, what they were before. So yeah, that it, it just, it's like the whole dynamic, everything has kind of shifted to the left. Right. And I don't know. I think what's driving me right now is I, I, I look at people the way they speak and, and Nick knows this and, and it's fair to laugh at this. I do a lot of things just on my emotional feeling towards someone. And when I hear people speak, if I feel they're not coming from integrity, it bothers me. Right. And politicians generally. So you don't like Trudeau. I so guess. I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, list? Trudeau. I can't. I, I really, really, really struggle <laughs> Every, I thinking t- that he's coming from a place of integrity when he speaks. It doesn't feel that way. Right. But then, in I guess defense of maybe Trudeau, I'm not sure how much the other ones are yeah. either because they're all politicians. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I, I would say, so the back to your question was, I, I, at the beginning of this, I was like, you know what, Trudeau's going to get in again. And I've spoken to enough liberals, like li- people who voted liberal in the past that have said to me now, they're like, yeah, like the guy just won't answer a question. So these were people who voted Trudeau before. They're just like, I can't. And to your point, they're like, they can't even. They I don't, hate that. They don't like, that. He- they don't like hearing him speak yeah. anymore. And I think that's got me thinking and maybe it's just hopeful you know because i'm not a trudeau fan at all all. maybe it's got me hopeful that it's a conservative i think it ends up being a conservative conservative minority minority, though that would be nuts justin called this yeah Yeah. i think it's a liberal minority but you're right that would be nuts i i i I was i said he was getting in before like when it started i've said he's gonna get in i have noticed jp and i were talking about this more people than ever have come up to me telling me they're voting I've had way more. I don't know if it's our yeah, age. Yeah. It could be our age. I'll, I'll, and I said to you, conservatives, from what I know, people that would vote conservative tend not to vote because they're. And they, what do you think this this time they are voting? I think you're going to see a lot more uh, people voting. That think, but even if a lot more. Okay. So if we take that angle and a lot more conservatives vote, a lot of sometimes if you're in all in one riding. The it way doesn't that, matter. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I just think, I <laughs> yeah. think the dis so like I, if everybody comes out in you know one area like I don't know Richmond Hill and votes conservative, well, I think big the, deal if the other areas all go different ways. Right. Yeah. I just think the dislike for Trudeau has grown in this country in a larger way than I mm-hmm. I had thought. That's I just kind of hesitating. It's like now. who do we trust? Like it, it, there's no lead. Like I'm trying to think. No. Like remember in the U.S. Whenever I heard what was her name Tulsi. Um, oh Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. She's the best. I can't pay for her. I, every she time I heard yeah. her on Rogan's show. I thought, oh my gosh, she's, I feel like I totally believe her. She sounds like she's speaking her truth. But Clinton, and Clinton, remember Hillary Clinton tried to shut her down quick. Yeah, I remember remember that. that So she was against the Democrat, she was a Democrat, but against the Democratic establishment. And they basically just shut her down. But who in Canada, like we don't have a Tulsi in Canada, do we? Not that I know of. Yeah. I, 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 the conservatives haven't done, I didn't even know who the guy's name was, O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole. Like they have done such a bad job marketing anything mm-hmm. yeah or depending on the mm-hmm. result maybe they've done a good job letting trudeau implode <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean? their marketing strategy was let him do but i feel like it, aren't the liberals as a, we're recording this a few days before the election i think they're ahead right now by three points i've no? seen I, I don't know i've seen varying polls it yeah. seems like it's it's neck and neck basically to your point it it doesn't even matter those polls almost don't even matter because they're just votes it's going to mm-hmm. be riding to riding and the 905 region I, is is one of the most it's it's basically this region and one in BC, I, I, th- I think that they're going after. I don't know. But it, this is like one of the core, most important regions in the whole country. It decides, it basically has a mm-hmm. real good chance of deciding kind of who wins. Mm-hmm. So and I, if, I look if it's at, close, the People's Party of Canada are going to be blamed for splitting the conservative vote. And I'm not sure that's quite fair. Because no, I'm not be sure. JP's point. Yeah, I'm not sure people who would have voted. I don't think they would have ever voted. I think, I think that's not going to yeah. be a fair argument. But I definitely think we'll see that in the headlines. Right. Weird. Fun. Somebody listening to this has to go into politics. Let us know. <laughs> Come on a podcast. Help. Yeah. SOS. Put the tax anyway, guy in to talk you. JP, politics. the website, how to reach out to you. If, if you yeah, so JP, cares? what type of clients do you typically work with? Uh, Lay it out. Right now, um, you guys know Fab and I are kind of uh, splitting our services. Um, our book, I'm going, uh, right now we're cmlp.com. Um, I don't know what Fab's really focusing on. Um, some of the same stuff, some new stuff. Uh, me, I'm still sticking with uh, small business, uh, real estate investors, and we're going to be looking at taking on some personal tax stuff. Um, after the last podcast I did with you guys, I got probably a uh, hundred phone calls. So 
Um, Oh, so this one we that's why you can't. Yeah, that's why you can't. I didn't want to talk no, to you guys. But this time we didn't talk about taxes at all. Yeah. So no one's going to yeah, be reaching perfect. out there. Yeah. So it someone, really worked your Maybe advantage. someone wants me to run for. Uh, maybe. For there we go. <laughs> so small businesses, people who own small businesses, real estate investors, individuals, um, and the URL is CM. LLP.com. Yeah, LLP. I think you said CMLP the first time. Oh. CMLLP. Dot com. And when you mentioned Fab, it's Fabio Campanella who comes onto this podcast. He was on two weeks ago talking about crypto and taxes. Yep. Um, but cmllp.com is the best way to get through to John Paul McDonald and his team. And we have our own podcast. Can I plug that? Or no? Of course. Yeah, that, that one's Smarten Up with JP and Fab, um, where we, we talk a lot about just uh, small tax things and uh, bring on some guests and legal stuff like that. So cool. a lot of stuff that might be yeah, helpful awesome. to your guys. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Cool. JP, yeah. always fun chatting about all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, we really, you know what I really enjoy? That you're not scared to just share your views. Yeah. So totally appreciate that. Thanks for having me. And we did not plug your accounting services hardly at all. So there we go. There we go. We'll didn't need to. <laughs> we'll Thanks, right. guys. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode with John Paul McDonald. Look out for his contact information. If you are driving and you can't get to it, we will also include it in the show notes for this episode. And you can always get to all episodes off of rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. And if you are listening to this and you want to join the Rockstar Inner Circle membership or you want to learn more about it or you want a friend to check it out, you can check out all the details at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. That's enough with these rockstar URLs. That's the end of the episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.